Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 106 of the only podcast in the entire universe that is microtransaction-free. No DLC, no season pass. What you pay for is what you get on the Chairman and Chance podcast. Hope this is true, actually. All the other podcasts <laughs> are charging. Every single one. My name yeah. is Chairman of InfiniteBacklot.com, which is also free. Chance is here of the games of Chance at Blogspot.com. Right, do you have to pay for that? or you can I, had, I, I had to go premium. My content oh. was just that good. <laughs> well, you know what? It is worth it. Alex is here of dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex should be working for, you know, looking for more ways to make money. But, oh, know. I mean, I, it's funny you mentioned it. I just started my Patreon for my, my five posts a month I'm doing right now. Hey! Man, that's valuable content. Oh, it's so good. Absolutely it is. It's, it's absolutely worth $10,000 a month. What are your goals? What, 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 what do we get if you reach a certain goal? Um, what are your, your bonuses? I want to know. Five just, paragraphs you know, on a TV show per month. <laughs> can, oh, can, can you make oh, that dude, commitment? Yeah, like recaps and reviews. I would love to do that. But I would need money to do that because I don't pay that much attention as is. There's, <laughs> nothing, there's nothing on right now I really like. It sounds like I, not enough time anyway. Yeah. I just got the seventh season of Adventure Time. It's only on DVD. You can't buy it on Blu-ray. It, and it's been a long time since I watched some Adventure Time. It's probably been like two years since I actually watched an episode of Adventure Time. Oh, my God. God, it's such a good show. And not just like, you know, wow, this is a really good cartoon. The stories Adventure Times tells are mind-blowing. Yeah, it is so good. Like, it's but, like written like a secret, like, guidance counselor. Like, how do I explain, uh, like, stilted parental relationships to kids? Here we go. Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's a thing with Finn and his dad, and that's nice. But but just like, I, there, the one episode, for some reason, one episode that always comes back to me is one where Finn like crawls into a bunch of cushions and he ends up going to the land of cushions <laughs> and living a full life here and completely forgetting about his life in Ooh with Jake and, and Princess Bubblegum and all that jazz and having a family and, and growing old and dying and having this full rich life and swearing that he will never forget these people and then he wakes up in the cushions. Wait, and, did this come out before uh, that Rick and Morty? Yes, yes, this was years before Rick and Morty. Oh, damn. Okay, well, Star Trek has done that too. So I bet. Well, I'm just, I'm just thing, saying, yeah. like, it's, it was, it no, was, good. but this episode did it so well. But the whole episode was that. Yeah, yeah, that, that oh, was okay. just the episode. And each episode of Adventure Time is only 10 minutes. That's like, they, true. they tell epic stories in this. Oh, God, it's so fucking good. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's one of the two top Star Trek Next Generation episodes. It's Inner yeah. Light, where Picard. Is hit by a probe and he lives out an entire life. Oh at yeah, the very the, end of a civilization. The flute. Yes, exactly. And the yeah. flute comes back later on. That's probably one of the two best next generation episodes. The other one being Darmok. Angelard so, at Tanagra. At Tanagra, yes. Darmok Angelard on the on ocean. The ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you've so seen it. excellent. Okay. Uh, of course, I've seen it. I was a next generation junkie, Picard, best so captain. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no definitely argument. Definitely the better actor. Okay. Let's let's just look at their careers. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who actually went on and did stuff. Kate Mulgrew just disappeared. Yeah, she did. Um. Oh God, I forget the name of the guy who played Cisco. I used to. Know I don't. Him. He's good, but he's he's well, he's very Shakespearean, you know. Yes. Yes. He's he's a bit too bombastic, but uh, Kate Mulgrew was you know cool. Cool, and uh, yeah, she but, certainly had but, grit, but... But Voyager was shit. Voyager was pretty shit, and and never... Okay, Scott Bakula. Okay, Enterprise was, was super shit. He was not the problem. 
No, he was not but yeah, Scott Bakula happened, and that was pretty much it for the captains. Like William Shatner just kind of rode the Star Trek fan wave for the rest of his life, but uh, Patrick Stewart has gone on and done mm-hmm. fabulous stuff constantly. I cannot believe that that man is straight, though, with as much time as yeah. he spends with... And as, as fabulous as he regularly oh, I know. is. I Having a bunch of gay friends, that doesn't concern me. He's no. in the theater no, business. I, I'm just like, that's how it goes. That's that, he, yeah. Yeah. And apparently like, he's got, like, adopted pit bulls now. Yeah. And his wife is, like, super hot. And, like, oh, like a fraction of his age. But it doesn't oh, matter because yeah. it's yeah. Patrick goddamn Stewart. He, he, he could do what he wants. I don't care. Hmm. Yeah. I've, I've met many young many women my age that were like, yeah, whatever he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he – and did you guys see that picture that was floating around last week? They had him in a wig. Yeah. Ah, in, in the I've screen, seen the, uh, the screen lobster test. costume. It's pretty great. Yeah, they had him in a wig for screen tests, and uh, and they were just like, eh, it doesn't quite work. So they let him go bald. They did not want to let him go bald. He made bald sexy. I don't yeah. fear going bald because because Picard happened, you know? Bruce Willis happened. There, there are still chicks uh, who would go for Bruce Willis. Kojak guy, I think. <laughs> Kojak. Yeah, uh, Yul Brenner. Yes. Oh. Anyway, this is weird. This podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is generally about video games. I have played a video game. Let is us hear it, about the video game that you have played. Let me, let me tell you of Iconoclasts. Ah, oh, good. I want to hear yes, about this. Yes, yes. So I've, this is one that was on my hype list for a long time based solely on faith that those screenshots, the game would be as good as those screenshots looked. And, um, and like, I didn't even know anything about it. Like, I kind of thought it was a Metroidvania. I don't think the word Metroidvania was ever thrown around. It's an adventure action platformer. Hmm. It seems its levels are fairly open, but once you complete one, you go on to the next one. You can't go back. So okay. uh, I don't know where I got Metroidvania from. Um, but the writing and the incidentals and the amount of story and the amount of world building in this game, I am finding absolutely staggering. Um, it is powerful, powerfully, powerfully charming and consistently funny. Like there's, there's dark stuff going on and it, and it kind of treats that seriously, but all the characters have almost, I, I don't want to go so far as to say Archer-esque banter with each other. Mm. Oh, that sounds fun. Yes. But it, yeah, they're really like, they all have very distinct weaknesses and they all have triggers that the other ones know to push. And, and you, you meet these characters very briefly before, and so they kind of set up their aspect of the story that there's this different arc going on over there as you go through your adventure. It's, it's really, really impressive. And apparently the, the development of the game was really long. Like five plus years for this little indie. Uh... Yeah. Uh, the music is really nice. The animations, um, wh- I remember talking about Odin Sphere back in the day. And saying that one of the things that just kind of show you that Odin Sphere is a labor of love and real triple A in terms of animation is the fact that when you open your inventory, there's all these little um, ampules of, of potions. In every single potion, the water is sloshing back and forth. <laughs> it's just this little thing. 
Iconoclast is full of that shit. Um, when you uh, when you find a bed, there's this little animation for her just going, whoop, wham, slamming down on the bed. Um, when you go to save your game or you go to uh, create a, a perk, um, instead of a yes or no, you have to pick between the main character, Robin, either shaking her head to the side or nodding up and down. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, just little things like that. Um, the, the platforming feels really good. Uh, it's, it, it, it's very quick, but you do feel like you have a lot of control. Um, I've, uh, I've been trucking along, I want to say maybe an hour and 20 minutes is all I've been able to put into it. And I think I've fought three bosses so far. I'm on a fourth one right now, and I have no fucking idea how to deal damage to this mm-hmm. thing. It's the first time this has happened in this game so far. I'm about to Google it. Um, but but yeah, you're just you're just funneled along on this adventure, and you're dropped into an area, and and um, and you do have context for being here, and the context is shockingly rich. And you just explore this area, and you solve puzzles, and you get in some combat. The combat is is really explosive, and and when you swing the wrench at somebody, like you hold the button, and she'll spin the wrench in front of her. Um, and like, there's always like an explosion when you kill a guy. It just, it's a very satisfying game for for those kind of 2D platforming adventure sensibilities. Like it, it gives you all this shit. Like there's you know there there's a room over here that you don't have to explore. But there might be a little puzzle in there. At the end of the puzzle is a chest, and in the chest is some is some materials to craft perks with. Your perks, you craft them based off schematics that you find with materials you find in the world, and then they show up under your health bar. And as you take damage, the perks take damage. And w- when you take enough damage, the perk will shatter and turn into a bar. That bar will fill as you defeat enemies or destroy destructibles in the environment. So you can get back what you just lost in the fight just by defeating that enemy who knocked it off you. Okay, so it's not a permanent loss. No, 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 not okay. at all. I was a little all. nervous there because yeah, I was a too. Lot of good buttons. But... Yeah, I, I didn't even I didn't even craft a perk for like for like the first probably forty five minutes with the game because I'm like I lose it after a while. Fuck that. And then I decided, well, I've got all this shit. I might as well try it. No, that's how it works. It actually works good. It's it, kind of dark soulsy. Not even close. Okay. <laughs> not even close. Um, cause the combat is not that fast. Like what happens is like, you walk up to a guy, he hits you with a thing, and it's like wham, you get thrown back. You stop. And then you have to like approach him again, and he will glow green, and that means he's about to throw a projectile at you that you can deflect with the wrench. And so he throws the projectile, and you deflect it, and you stun him, and now you can like bomb him with your pistol that now has a bomb attachment or something. It's, 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 the animation is beautiful, the characters are really, really, uh, interesting and well-defined. Its world is fascinating. Um, okay, so uh, it's completely separate from any fantasy world I've ever seen. Um, the the moon is falling apart, and the powers that be have determined that this is the result of the sin of the populace. Oh God! And um, and so, <laughs> hey, how's the moon right now? I should look outside and see how we're doing. <laughs> And um, and it's called penance. Whenever anything bad happens, any natural disaster occurs, it's considered penance for the sins of whoever got hurt by the disaster. Mm. Um, the first thing that happens in the game is you wake up and you wander around and some agents from the government basically show up at your house. And these guys are quite a pair. Uh, <laughs> they're pretty funny, but they're also pretty serious and they really put the scare into you. And they make it very clear that someone has been helping people in the town down the road fixing broken things. Now, your father was an engineer for us, and that was a very important job. Now, you may have in your possession 
a very special kind of wrench. And she's like, no. Guy goes, Liar! <laughs> <laughs> but they can't find the wrench. Now, just so you know, those people in that town shouldn't be helped. They should be helped. They should definitely be helped by a certified government person because that is a divine job given by divine right. And you don't have any right to help anyone unless you're a certified engineer and you're not. Don't help anyone again or we'll screw you up. Holy so you, shit. So you go into town and you visit some people. And you go to the church and you learn a little bit about the religion. And you discover that there's a town called City One. Penance never happens in City One somehow. But you don't really know what penance means. People keep talking about this. Penance happens. I don't know what it is. So you go and you explore the town. You talk to your brother. He's got a house here. You talk to this other guy. Um, you know, things are going good. And then you can visit a friend. And when you and then there's this great crash. And you come out and someone's house has been destroyed by a piece of the moon falling into it. And the guy is <laughs> sobbing. He doesn't know what he's done wrong or what his family has done wrong. We're all such good citizens. We try so hard. We follow the scriptures. I guess we just we just didn't believe enough. And, and it's, it's really, it's really fascinating and interesting and moving. And then you end up, um, oh God, it's so, f the animations are so funny. There's this part where I'm, I'm kind of like going through a desert and I end up bumping into this guy named Royal who has the ability to create plant life from nothing. And he's in the middle of creating this beautiful garden in a cave. And he's a real, uh, kind of a douche, but he seems like a nice guy. He's just really self-important. And uh, you end up uh, escorting him back to his camp when you realize that his camp is the camp of the government guys who are hunting you down. And and Robin, the girl, she she immediately, uh, she has this beautiful freakout animation. And he's like, okay, come on, I'll introduce you. And she slinks down and she starts crawling away and he grabs her and drags her down. And I'm not describing it very well, but the animation is hilarious. So then you're captured and you get on, you're on a train and um, and you, you somehow get out of your restraints and now you're fighting a helicopter boss battle on this train. And you kill the boss and then the train crashes. But you've still been captured, so now you're in jail with a pirate girl the pirate girl helps you out and you both escape and but uh the, the the thing that you're on the story is so rich the thing that you're on uh the little like uh, sea buggy that you're on ends up blowing up so you guys both get picked up by uh, a fisherman captain and he uh he there's this long speech that he gives to his crew about these two poor souls and how they probably were fated and have some great destiny and now they will never reach it oh well throw them overboard <laughs> And so you wash up on shore, and you spend the next hour uh, basically just, just working your way through this area, exploring this area, getting some new skills, and then you bump into Pirate Girl again. And she takes you to her underwater city, which is a completely separate culture from the one that we've been learning about so far. These people, their their religious beliefs are based on this ancient ship that they found at the bottom of the ocean, and it's what has allowed them to survive without any of the technology of the main government, which relies on this thing called ivory that, stop, stop, that stop, is what no. powers everything i'm, I'm sorry gonna buy it. i'm gonna buy it i'm gonna it's buy it so good yeah i'm gonna buy it it's so uh, good is it on pc yes yes it is on sorry let me say this uh it's 20 it's 26 dollars canadian so it's probably about 20 american it is on okay. ps4 vita pc mac and linux all right then. came out yesterday the 23rd all right okay sorry it. about that I'm, no no it's okay no no, no it's I, no i never get like this and we both have to listen and buy it no i yeah. never yeah like it's getting like 7.8s what mm. might Tap no, I, I see. Cool. I see eighty on Metacritic on the PS4 version. Ninety-six with the user reviews. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the only review I actually re well, I didn't even read it. I just scrolled through Destructoids and saw nine point five at the bottom, and I was going to buy it anyway. 
Um, and you can't obviously trust one review, but uh, I will say that the mechanics of the boss fight I'm currently on, I don't understand. I don't know what it wants from me. I just fig- figured out that by whacking this switch on this one side of the room, its head will move to the other side of the room, but I don't know what to do with that. Uh, so, But you've played it for like an hour and a half. Who knows? I mean, yes. The yeah. answer could be right there. You just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, and, and, and that's usually, you know, what the answer in a video game is. It's staring you in the face. But, yeah, uh, yeah so it, it could have problems, but I, I think I said on the blog that I haven't been ex- this excited to continue playing a game since Sundered. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. So yep. it's... I'm... Yeah. I'm down. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'll be between games here in a second. I could use something of actual quality. Yeah, Mad Max kind of sucked. I'm done with it. <laughs> no, uh, okay, all right. So I am prepared to render final verdict on Shadow of War, Middle-earth okay. Shadow of War. Uh, and I cannot express my true disappointment without spoiling it. So neither of you are going to play this game. It's been out long enough that I don't feel bad explaining how we get to what could be super cool and how it falls off a cliff, just down. So, going back to the first game, you are Talion, you are killed by orcs, and you are possessed by Celebrimbor, who is the person, or elf, I'm sorry, who forged the rings of power for Sauron. And that's all that's really important in the first game. It's you are Talion and Celebrimbor in one body. Cool things happen, next game begins. Beginning of Shadow of War... Talion and Celebrimbor have forged a new ring of power with which to fight Sauron, or so you're led to believe. As soon as the ring is forged, there's an explosion. Talion and Celebrimbor are separated, but Talion has the new ring of power. Talion finds Celebrimbor with Shelob. Shelob actually has him kidnapped somehow. That's not really explained. It's not important. What is important is Shelob asks Talion for the ring in exchange for Celebrimbor. Talion takes off the ring and immediately begins to die because without the ring or without Celebrimbor, he's dead. His throat is slashed. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of gory. He takes off the ring and his throat begins to bleed as if he's been cut. That's right pretty there. cool. Yeah, it makes sense, but it, it's it's great foreshadowing because you understand that Talion is Talion is a dead man without either a ring of power or Celebrimbor. Mm-hmm. Shelob releases Celebrimbor. They get back together. You do Shelob some favors. You get the ring back. Interesting things happen for, I want to say, three-quarters of the game. You go through the different areas of Mordor. There are little side quests down there. There's a new elf character who's introduced who is mildly important because she has, um, she's working for the female high elf. I forgot her name. Galadriel. Thank you very much. Yeah, she, she has, she's working for Galadriel. And she knows who Celebrimbor is, and she can actually see Celebrimbor. So... Interesting things happen. It's it's a decent 7.5 out of 10, 10, maybe even 8 out of 10 game for three quarters of it because you are doing new things in these areas. There are story things happening. You see a growing um, disagreement, a growing disparity between what Talion wants and what Celebrimbor wants. Talion wants to destroy Sauron. And it's becoming more obvious that Celebrimbor wants revenge on Sauron. Doesn't necessarily want to kill him. Towards the end of chapter 3, the Nazgul begin to show up, and you are actually introduced to them by name by seeing some of the history, because the, the nine Nazgul were the nine men who had the nine... Nine the kings of men. Yeah. Yes. You find out, and I do not know if this is canon or not, that one of them is Isildur, who yeah. killed, not killed, but who, who cut the ring from Sauron, and who did not destroy yeah. the one ring, 
So he's a seal. You, you find a sealer and you fight a sealer and you beat a sealer. Up to this point, you hadn't killed any of the Nazgul. You just kind of dismissed them. Mm-hmm. Kalibrimbor grabs a sealer and instead of killing him, begins to possess him the same way he possesses orcs to just take control. While this is happening, Isildur's ring falls to the ground. Nobody sees it. Talion, seeing that Isildur has suffered enough, doesn't want Celebrimbor to possess him, kills Isildur. They get mad at each other. Celebrimbor leaves Talion, who begins to die, possesses the elf chick, and runs off to fight Sauron. Hmm. Talion passes out. In a dream, Shelob asks, What are you willing to sacrifice? Talion wakes up, picks up Isildur's ring, puts it on, becomes a freelance Nazgul. Cool. This, yes. So you understand. I'm like, okay, this is really fucking cool. Yes. Let's go someplace with this. Okay. <gasps> no. Nothing changes. Chapter four. I don't even care if anything changes. He looks different. Okay. But it should, what it should have done is opened up like a whole new skill tree. Now I you're agree. a Nazgul. Completely this agree. Is, it's a great idea. No. By then, you've got all the skills unlocked. Nothing changes. The chapter four is literally 20 tower defense missions <laughs> where you're just defending wave after wave of orcs. If you happen to oh. lose one of those, you need to take over the castle again, which takes about 30 to 40 minutes of fucking around. I gave up about halfway through. I couldn't take it because it was the same thing over and over, and there was so much wasted potential. I mean, the idea of a Nazgul who was not bound to Sauron's will is so awesome, and it's wasted. Well, I mean, the ring wasted. Wouldn't the power of the ring bind you? Because that those are the points Eventually of the rings it does. of power. Oh, okay. Eventually, it does. So what happened is I gave up on the game. I I I I. I I lost one of the defenses. I said, fuck this, turned it off, went to YouTube, looked up the end. Thank and it you, finally dude. explained to me. Yeah, because I had to know. Because yeah. at this point, I that mean. That story sounded good. Yes, it, it was. So I look up what, where it goes. And, it, and I also had a hard time placing where this fit with the Lord of the Rings stories. And it finally explains it, that this is all prior fellowship. Oh. That Talion has been responsible for holding back the hordes of Mordor for decades. Wow. And in the end, he succumbs to the power of the ring. The witch king shows up, literally puts a hand on his shoulder, welcomes him into the fold, and Talion becomes a full-blown Nazgul and is one of the ones that is sent to the Shire. Awesome! That is fucking awesome! Yes, and then, you know, it even gives you a little denouement in the end that once the One Ring is destroyed and Sauron is defeated, Talion finally dies. And gets to join his wife. Yes, he gets the gladiator ending. Kind of walking in the field, oh, and you see things. That's are different. awesome. Yes, and it's it's a great, but uh, the fourth chapter is so terrible. It highlights all of the game's problems. It highlights the fact that the combat completely turns into a clusterfuck when you're fighting more than three or four guys. It highlights that all of these orcs who at first were really interesting just become annoying because they recycle their names and their faces and their voices over and over again because the game is not designed for ten hours of the same shit over and over again. I, it broke my heart. Wow. Yeah, when like the writers are doing their jobs, designers are doing their jobs. Yeah, and, and then the guys... and then somebody in there decided, no, we need to pad out the end game to try to get you to, to buy, loot buy boxes. orcs. Yes, it made me sad. That is, imagine how good the game could have been oh. if the devs had been had had 
had the power to put their foots down and say, no, we're our brothers. Like, we're not going to fuck this up. We're going to make a I classic. Mean, when Talion became a Nazgul, I was like, yes, I want ten more hours of this. Give me some new areas. Give me some new stuff to do. No. Just, oh, it broke my heart. It made me so mad that, that I could I could see greatness from there and never got there. Oh, oh. doesn't stick the landing. Nope. Is that a nope. broken ankle I see? You need some ice <laughs> well, on that? At least shattered knees or something. Just sits I don't there know. just going, why? Why? It's oh, awful. Ah. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, so Alex, Alex, what have you been hitting? Not much. I've been working way too hard. Uh, oh. I tried Mad Max out for a bit, got it for seven bucks. Mm-hmm. It's it's there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. We need better games. We do. I mean, with like the best you can come up with is Scrotus. I'm just, God damn it. <laughs> come on, it's a good name, though. Like, he just looks exactly like it's just, mm. it just. Does like he look they, like his name sounds? No, it looks like, um, oh. what's his name's son from um, Fury Road? Oh, wait, the the big one or the little one? Yeah, the, the big, big one. one. Scrotus. Really he look, he yeah. looks. I can't he even has like the same like nozzle things. Hmm. Yeah, it looks yeah. like they were they were given like an early cut of the movie and they made a game <laughs> around that. It's not as bad as it could have been, but it's. Eh. Did you finish it? <laughs> no, no. I put like five hours into it and I was done. Mm. It seems like big enough. That uh, I like it was that. pretty big. I did finish it. There's it's pretty big, and some of the later areas. I mean, it's all kind of bleak, you know, destructive areas, destruct, you know, destroyed post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic areas. But it, it does change it up a little bit here and there. Does and the car, the, gets, the car gets better. Uh, Come on. No, I don't think so. Okay, good. He's like, I'm sick of like, the dog existing dog. just to die. I think he keeps his dog. Okay, okay good. so Alex, based on what you played, out of 10, what would you give Mad Max? Eh, an 8. An eight? More, you, no, sound, no, no, no. you don't like, sound I, very like positive 7. for an 8. 7.5 to an 8. If I had more time, I would definitely like finish it. But oh, like I, you're just too tired when, to care from all the work. Not this that. Like I also started Planet Earth 2. With the, I don't even know what that uh, is. On Netflix. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The BBC oh, documentary. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll yes, put me yes. to sleep. I mean, I love oh, them the first time, but the second time. Oh, I fucking loved it. Loved it's so peaceful. It. It's so peaceful. Oh, my God. Like just... Uh, the eagle fights... The mm-hmm. uh, all the hunting sequences, the different kinds of lions there are. I had no idea. They're making a Blue Planet too. They just announced. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, what you gotta you gotta crank him up before Richard Attenborough does. I know. He's so cute. Uh, he's so good. <laughs> Chamber- so before yeah. before I just forgot before you got to the third chapter, it was a seven point five. Yes. Yeah. Having played the the final chapter. What is Shadow of Mortal out of 10, or Shadow of War out of 10? It, it loses a full point for that, six and a half. Ouch. Oh, just a point. Because... That story was fucking six. awesome. Yeah, because it's like, it's it's so rife with like fan fiction, you know? it's it's It, it, it takes the necessary liberties with well-known story now, and injects enough new crazy stuff into it that it's cool. <laughs> it's like the good Star Wars side story. It's like, this is cool. No. Doesn't. Instead of having having Shelob, they should have just had like a female orc. Has there? I have never seen a female orc in are all there, of Lord of the Rings. Are there female are, dwarves? There yeah, there are. You just can't tell the difference because it's because uh, of the beards, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The beards. Excuse me. Are there female orcs? I thought orcs were like a manufactured race. Yeah, isn't that, that weird? There were no like babies. they're like birthed in like mud or something. Mud. Like how yeah, does that work? Like, yeah. I'd love to know how that works. 
and like this I, one came out wrong. It's got a, it's got tits, <laughs> and so she becomes like you know a witch doctor or something, like a spiritual counselor to the horde, and and she, yeah, she has her own agenda. That'd be cool, right? I'm I'm not going to defend Shelob's being turned into this brunette babe, but she is just. She, I, I think the way it was going is that she wasn't always a spider, that she was an elf at one point in time hmm. and was cursed by Sauron. That she and Sauron, when Sauron, when Sauron was just an elf before he became so evil, were an item, quote-unquote. Oh. And then he betrayed her the same way he betrayed Kilrimbor. So hmm. and he was, she ended up being cursed and turning into that. It was kind of unclear. And honestly, her part ends after the first chapter. She doesn't really have much to do. Gollum doesn't show up again after the first ten hours, which is fine. We've seen enough of Gollum. Hmm. But if even someone like tight-lipped as Tolkien was like, it's just a giant spider, guys. <laughs> I yeah, it's just... <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I think... I th- uh, no, I've, I've seen it discussed where like she did have a history that suggests that she might actually be a shapeshifter or something like okay. that. Yeah, or that she might have chosen the shape of a spider. Like, um, was it Tom Bombadil who turned into the bear? Uh, no, who no. turns into the bear? See, if these games had real balls, they would have put in Tom Bombadil. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> No, who, no who turns into the that bear? That's not Tom Bombadil. I forget his name. But yeah, it's, it's a guy with just one name. Yeah. yeah. Bjorn. Bjorn. It sounds right. Yeah. yeah, the bear dude. Yeah. 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 Bear guy. Not Tom Bombadil, but anyway. Okay. Um, so I also played another game over the weekend a little bit. What's mm-hmm. that? Now, I've, I've, I've said this on the blog, but I haven't really said it out loud because there's no one I could really say it out loud to who would understand. Hmm. 57. Oh, God. And two. That's one match. That's one comp match on Junkertown. That's one attack where we almost took it to the end, and one defense where they didn't get it to the first checkpoint. There is a there is a twenty nine kill streak in there. <laughs> of those fifty seven eliminations, thirty six of them were killing blows. I was a holy fucking terror. It was so good. It was so good. And it was a comp game. Like, to, to perform that well in comp, it was, I, ah. Mm, so You good. were one I was. with Tracer. I was. I was. And, and we did beautiful things together. I've got another clip of a soldier trying to tack visor me and me just killing him. It was so good. <laughs> oh, God. Like, comp was just, I can't wait for this weekend. I can't wait for this weekend to dive into it again. I'm I'm so hyped for what I've been doing in comp lately, like it's amazing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's what changed? What's the difference? Is this was mm. it your confidence or your decision to stick to tracer and comp that you're not doing any mercy in comp? You're just yeah. playing tracer. Um, that might be it. It might just be more practice because when I'm warming up before we go into comp, I'm not playing mercy. I don't need hmm. to dial in my mercy. I need to be solid on my tracer, and and those quick play games were terrible. Terrible, terrible games. I was not performing at all. I was really not confident going into comp, but once I was playing against people kind of around my level, whoa, <laughs> I had a hell of a time. See, I'm a little jealous because on Monday I sat down and I started playing Street Fighter Five at 7.30. Okay. And I stopped at 11.30. That's a good Four session. hours. Okay. Just straight. And... At points in the evening, I hated myself. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? Because I realized that I skipped almost all of season two, so I have no idea how to fight against some of these characters. Oh. I've never even seen them before. You're still doing the Kali? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm basically, I, I want to 
get enough of the game under my fingers so that when Blanca comes out, I remember enough. I know I'm familiar enough with the mechanics that I didn't, I'm not completely a fish out of water. So, oh, it was an unpleasant four hours. <laughs> I lost a lot of ranking points. I'm down in like super bronze now. But I played. Yeah, but isn't for that kind of good though? Because now you're going to play against a bunch of other bronze people. Yeah, it, I honestly, that's where I belong right now. I'm really not very good. What what happened? There was one fight where I was fighting against one of the new characters. I don't remember which one it was. I had no I no idea what to do. So I'm online. I post to the Pancake forums. I'm like, holy crap! How do I fight this guy? And I actually got some creative answers. Some some you know specific. Do this. Don't do this. Watch out for this. I'm like, okay. So I ran up against him again. And for the first time all night, I felt like I was actually playing Street Fighter hmm. because it went like best two out of three. I won the thing. It went to the last round every game. We were learning from each other. So it's just, I, I think right now I'm like six months behind the learning curve is the problem. Well, I mean, I actually, I, yeah, because I, I literally am six months behind the learning curve because I stopped playing. There are other games that need to be played. There are other games that need to be played. Mediocre God of War games. And... Mm, what, what was the last mediocre does not game? Look... Oh, before that? Yeah. What was the one before Shadow of War? Uh, I just remember no, like I... the last three games you've played. It was you've been like, so eh. mediocre that I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> I am, I am starved. It was like, not um... since like Hollow Knight have, have I played a game that is remotely. Yeah. Oh, it was know, it was Battlefront Two, and then then the fractured butthole. Right. 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 So, and now I'm playing a Lego game just to kind of like clear, cleanse the palate. Are those still good? Uh, They're still Lego games. Is, it's the same as it ever was. Um, Marvel Super Heroes 2 feels a little buggy, which is kind of weird. Yeah, they usually got better QA. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. Some of the animations for the characters are kind of weird, but mm. it's, it's, it's straight chewing gum nonsense that I'm going to play for a couple of days just to like get it out of my system and then I'm probably going to play Iconoclasts. Are so you are you, you playing I'm definitely play Iconoclasts. Are you playing it on Xbox? Uh which one? Lego? Lego? Yeah, Lego. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. Well, I mean, if I was going to optimize one of my versions between the PS4, the Switch and the Xbox, which one am I going to do? Well, PS4 then Switch probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so But I also have Assassin's Creed sitting right there. I'm curious about that. I'll be curious to know what you think. I will get around to that once it's like 20% off. I will get around to that maybe in a year if he tells me it's good, and then in a year when I see it for 20 bucks on the shelf, I'll go, eh. People are <laughs> still talking about it. They're sort of like, yeah, that game was huge. Yeah, that was pretty good. Really? And they never say that shit about Assassin's Creed games. They Yeah, they fall off the map six months after the release. Yeah. They do. Oh, more than that. Hmm. Like three or two. Yeah, yeah. Well, Except we're still talking about Black Flag, because that's what we want. That was a good one. <laughs> That was the last good one, and what the hell was that? Was it 2011? Roll, boys, roll. Anyway. Oh, the <laughs> shanty. The shanty. Shanty has escaped is my favorite flavor text of all time. Oh, I hate that. I fucking hated <laughs> no, but chasing like, those things. The thing the is, chasing, escaped. The thing is, chasing those things like, <laughs> revealed to you all the problems with the platforming of that game. Yeah, oh, but you awful, wanted that shanty You like wanted so the shanty so bad. The thing is, I'm I, chasing magic sheets of music. I fucking love this game so much. I just wish there was an option where you could like go into a thing and say, Sailors, you will not sing this shanty. You will sing Roll Boy Roll again and again and again and again and again for everyone. <laughs> no love for Darby Ram. No, man. Roll Boy Roll is so good. Oh, I can't believe I have a favorite sea shanty. Thank you, Black Flag. You have enriched me. <laughs> that was a me. great fucking playlist. It was. Yeah, it, was. it was good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? <laughs> 
I think so. Oh, and also worth noting. Oh my god, I'm playing a game on my Vita again. That's pretty cool. I was going to ask, where are you playing that? Yeah, Vita, Vita, PS4, yeah, Vita. Vita. Okay. And uh, I think it's, I don't know that it is or is not cross-buy, but it's definitely not cross-save. Ah. It's too bad. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> headlines. In Overwatch news. Blizzard World is now live, along with a ton of new permanent cosmetic items added to generic loot boxes. So it's not like none of these are timed. Any of these stuff I've thrown up on the blog in the past week, that's in the game forever. Okay. Uh, the new map will be unavailable in competitive mode until Season 9 begins, and we're not sure when that's going to happen. Or at least I'm not. Uh, it's probably written somewhere. Uh, there's a bunch of new skins, voice lines, and a few new emotes and highlight intros. Tracer and Mercy both got shafted. Uh, <laughs> the cr- where, where is my sexy Bastion costume? Come on. Yeah, actually, I I, uh, I looked at I looked at the new highlight intro, and I currently have him in like the snowmobile outfit where he's got a little toucan, and it didn't look bad. But I just went ahead and put him in overgrown again. Um, uh, the current PSTR balance updates have not gone live. Both Mercy and Junkrat remain overpowered. Uh, word is the changes will go live between Overwatch League seasons, so a couple weeks sense. yet. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Toxic douchebag and Overwatch League pro Felix XQC Lingle has been suspended from the Dallas Fuel until February 10th, to uh, the end of the first stage of the league's first season. On a stream, he suggested that the Houston Outlaws tank main Austin Muma Wilmot, who is gay, should, quote, suck a fat cock, I mean, you would like it. (coughs) And uh, a bunch of people in the Penny Arcade Forum were talking about this, and... Every like I okay I watch there, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of cool YouTube channels and they're cool to me because I love Overwatch that will put up a video almost every day or twice a week um, and like daily Overwatch moments it's literally once a day and whenever XQC pops up on one of these streams remember when I was talking about how I noticed that uh, the darkest dungeon voice line was creating a stress response in me. Yeah. Every time I hear that fucker's voice or see his face, I get a stress <laughs> response. Because whatever is going to happen, whatever he's about to say, is going to be horrible and shitty. And maybe that's kind of overselling it because he's just a stupid, whiny asshole, really. Uh, anything that goes wrong is someone else's problem. Anytime he fucks up and dies, he just freaks out and gets pissed off. I really dislike him. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> as a pro in the Overwatch League, in North America at least, uh, Overwatch is kind of the highest profile esport right now. I'm not sure that it's the most successful. The, like League of Legends and all that jazz is probably probably draws more streaming numbers, but in terms of um, people being aware of it, like mm-hmm. people who don't play video games in my office come up to me asking what Overwatch League is. Um, that doesn't happen with any any other game. So this guy is a professional in an incredibly high profile, tons of money behind it, professional sports league in North America, and he act and he represents like not just yeah. Overwatch but all gamers. And as he is our ambassador, he's one of our ambassadors, an ambassador of our culture, and he should not be. Period. Nope. With the way he acts, he should not be nope. in that league. As far as I'm Our concerned. popular culture form relations with Japan are not great right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's, uh, what did I write here? If you can't represent yourself, and by extension all of us, as a reasonable human being, you shouldn't be on a world stage. Fuck you, XQC. See, Here's a great rule of thumb. Could you defend what you've said to an HR representative? <laughs> if you can't, then you shouldn't see, say. You know who's doing a great job of that being that kind of ambassador right now? 
It's Justin Wong. What's he doing? He's in Japan. He's been in Japan for the uh, Japanese Evo, Japanese Evo, basically. Okay. Um, and he's just being very genuine with people, talking to fans, playing with anybody who wants to play, just not being a toxic douchebag. <laughs> like, wow. I've never... He's behaving like a human being. I've never heard of him being toxic, is he? He hasn't. He's actually pretty good. He's okay. a nice guy, but it's good to be able to point to somebody who is admittedly past his prime, but, you know, is a good example of a normal human being who happens to play video games for a living. Past his prime at 32. <laughs> yeah, Justin Wong is past his prime. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to... I got one foot in the grave. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember when, when people were talking about which uh, Overwatch League skins they were going to get, my response was, whichever one XQC isn't on. <laughs> and that happens to be the highest rated North American team. The the uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, um, the Dallas Fuel is considered probably the best North American team. And uh, and he's on there. I think Seagull's on there with him. There are some very, very good players on uh, on that team. And I wish I could support them. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I don't. And there are some Overwatch streamers who are super nice guys. Seagull is super chill. And is always kind of giving you tips and just and just being nice. And if and if uh, something happens that would piss anyone else off, he just goes, "Feels bad, man," and moves on. <laughs> like he's so chill. And uh, Surefour Canadian, I'm not sure what team Surefour is with, but he's Canadian. He is so nice, so chill. A great example of a gamer of what a gamer can be. Mm. Anyway. <clears throat> David Jaffe's studio, Bartlett Jones Detective Agency, I think it's called, uh, laid off most of its staff this week after the unnamed investor for their current unnamed project pulled out. Uh, Jaffe <laughs> would not reveal what the project was, but said, quote, right now Bartlett Jones is going to be a very small team. pacing." And they laid off like 75% of their staff. Gone. No job. Um, right now Bartlett Jones is just going to be a very small team pacing around our office with a gas lamp asking if we have a game if in a couple weeks we decide it is we'll get we'll get our heads back down and fight the fight if not we'll part as friends raise a toast to Bartlett Jones and move on that is the saddest shit I've ever heard that does suck but I, I remember reading articles like I was reading the articles announcing this today or yesterday and it was talking about like celebrated game designer David Jaffe the fuck has David that Jaffe done after Twisted Metal, the first God of War? That's Absolutely nothing. nothing. Apparently he's pretty difficult to work with. He seems that way. He does seem like someone I would not want to be in my in the office with. You should make a game with David Cage. Oh, f- <laughs> yeah, we have news that further disgusts me about David Cage later in the headlines. Um, so if you like Chance being disgusted, stick around. <laughs> uh, far as I know, the only thing that uh, Bartlett Jones actually made was Drawn to Death on the PS4, and it launched last year and then disappeared. No it was one... free. Yeah, I... I downloaded it and never played it, uninstalled it. You didn't even play it? No, I didn't, because I remember looking at it and visually it was uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to do it. Which is crazy, because they tried so hard to have such an original, unique visual design but you yeah. look at it and it's just like that's fucking ugly yep yeah <laughs> anyway uh darkest dungeon is now available on the nintendo switch and red hook studios announced this week that the game will be getting a physical release for ps4 and the switch in march which will include the crimson court and the shield breaker dlc 
Good on them. Yes, indeed. Uh, Breath of the Wild is now the highest-selling Zelda game in Japan since Ocarina of Time. It has Ooh. outsold every Zelda game for the past 19 years and is currently at about 975000 at retail. Almost a million. Because it's on a system people like owning. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Well, that's a good point. I mean, there's the Wii. But I guess the uh, the Zelda game on Wii didn't come out until very late in the lifespan, right? No, uh, and like Skyward launched... Sword came out near the end of it. But Twilight Princess, Twilight Princess was really... came out near the beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, but Did Skyward Sword ever get in the Wii? Uh, Skyward Sword was, was Wii. Wii. Yeah, Skyward Sword oh. was Wii. And uh, yeah, but you know maybe that's it. That the uh, the Twilight Princess was split between uh, the Wii yeah, and GameCube. GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did the Wii U not have a Zelda? No. God, that system. It might have had a Skyward Sword point port, but oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it did suck. Uh, Sony <laughs> released an excellent new trailer for God of War and announced its release date, April twentieth, twenty eighteen, worldwide. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really down for this now. Yeah. So yes, we we had a back and forth about the trailer, and I will admit it's a very good trailer. Mm-hmm. But the voice actor change for Kratos is going to. T- Take some getting used to. He sounds a lot like Clancy Brown now, but it's not <laughs> Clancy Brown. No, it's the guy from Stargate, right? Yeah. 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 No, I, I think um, I think he's doing a good job. Yeah. The But the thing is, like, yeah, like, T.C. Carson is Kratos. Yeah. And has always been, like, the gods of Olympus have abandoned me. <laughs> now there is no hope. Oh, it God. takes real fucking talent to make that yes. dialogue like that work. Yes, he was so good. He was like we talked earlier about someone with an operatic voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, TC Carson was yeah, so good. TC Carson doesn't say Aries. He says Aries. You get like five notes in there. He's so good. Oh well, I I'm giving the new guy a chance. I'm not. shit on him now. I don't think. DC Carson had the range this this now apparently nuanced Kratos has at least I don't know I, know. I, 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 I feel like I feel like I would have liked to have seen him been given the chance to what to oh, to take um, to do this role to do oh, I, do I would this have rather have him in the role obviously but maybe maybe he didn't cut it yeah it's possible because I that is possible I mean because it's like what's he doing. I don't know. It can't be unavailability. Well, I don't. I don't keep up on his, you know, schedule. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, that is possible. Maybe they brought him in and said, you know, do this scene with this kid. And I'm sorry, man. Like the kid's better than you, or something. I don't know. The kid is good. <laughs> He's not bad. Yeah. Uh, the I I feel like a lot of that trailer felt a little forced because all the story was squished together. So yeah. like when the kid oh, was yeah, like, I'll kill you. Like, it went on a little too. Where long. did that come from, kid? I have not seen that from you before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're so pissed <laughs> off right now. But the the whole thing for me, it it became God of War when the tree man looked at Kratos and said, "You're gonna have to chop off my head." And I was like, "Aha, <laughs> that's God of War." But I was still, I still hadn't seen anything. Even even when they showed combat, I didn't see anything that spoke to me of the epicness and the awesome violence and i you know i don't want to say the violence is awesome but awesome violence of god of war yeah, it is it is awesome. until that thing looms up and a trailer or whatever the kid is says can we kill something that big and you're like yeah we no, can <laughs> and we're gonna just, at some point in the game i know that the blades of chaos are going to come back i hope so and like, how do you going do... to be just such a moment <laughs> like how do you do over the shoulder, Blazik? Uh, maybe it'll switch. I oh, don't know. Oh, that would be awesome. I, 
Yeah, and but, if they can make it work, uh, I'd love to see it. I hope so. Well, I want to see some more combat. You know what? I I'll watch it when they put out a video of it, but I don't need to anymore. I'm I'm pre-ordering this. I'm really hyped for its release. And three months, yeah, man, so it is just three months away. That's, that is, yeah, it's close. That is, ins- I remember when we were talking about going into PSX last year. I was like, if they don't announce a release date for God of War, we're not going to see it for the first six months of 2018. And yeah, yeah here we well, are. that wasn't true. Yeah, that was a complete. Ooh, we're two weeks away from Rise and Fall. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, there's a lot of good stuff coming on Switch uh, first couple weeks of February. There's something mm-hmm. end of next week. There's an indie. What the fuck was it? I don't know. Uh, Microsoft announced this week that all new Xbox One exclusives from Microsoft Studios will be available through the Xbox Game Pass program on launch day. Uh, sea of Thieves is up first with State of Decay and Crackdown 3 to follow. <laughs> Crackdown 3. Anyway. <laughs> Crackdown 3. So what, what is, like, Chamberlain, what is the Xbox Game Pass program? The Xbox Game Pass, came, game pass is $10 American a month. And you have a selection of a good number of games, 50 or 60 games, I think maybe even 70 games, that you can just download and play for as long as they are on the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, every month or two, old ones roll off, new ones roll on, and you can purchase anything on the Game Pass for keeps for, I believe, 20% off. Hmm. It is actually a phenomenal deal hmm. uh, to catch up on old titles. Hmm. And the fact that they're putting some of these newer titles on there, I don't know if I'm going to do it because I already have you know, a rental program hmm. that I go through, but... For a for, for a one console person who wants to play a whole bunch of stuff all at once, ten dollars a month is a steal. It's a really good deal. Just for State of Decay. Mm, you know, I mean, there's a lot of old good stuff on there. They do pad it out with some 360 titles, which okay, I'll give them that. But it's not like all shit. It's good stuff on there. Hmm. Uh, I did not read any of the articles with this headline this week, so if there's <laughs> details, I apologize. But apparently. Wrestler John Cena is in talks to star in a Duke Nukem movie. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to... John, if you're out there, don't do this. Yeah. Just don't do He's it. He's got the range. Like, <laughs> he could make it funny. And if... It, like, again, if it's just like making fun of Duke Nukem, I'd be down for that. There's a I, lot I think to it pick would, apart. I think it would be tongue-in-cheek, but... Uh, no, it, it would, I, I picture a Duke Nukem movie as like a Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s with more strippers. Yeah, that cross between see, that and maybe some Deadpool. See that, see, that could work, but the problem is the John Cena character, quote-unquote, as owned by the WWE, is like their G-rated hero character and has been for forever. So unless the John Cena character is taking a heel turn, which is never going to happen, having him play... Duke Nukem, it's just not going to work. Yeah, but he's he's played non-G-rated characters. Have you he seen has. Trainwreck? Yeah, have you seen Trainwreck? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking yeah. hilarious. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine a Duke Nukem movie being... I think he's been released from his contract. And the thing is, having, having seen this announcement, it's hard to think of all the much better video game stories that aren't fucking movies. Where uh, is the Bioshock movie? Where is the uh, Shadow of the Colossus movie? Budget budget cuts. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like any any action studio could take the Duke Nukem license and actually you don't expect this to be that high end. It doesn't True. have to be. It could it could wind up a dread. Yeah. I never saw dread. Dread was good though. Dread I, was amazing. Dread. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So good. Dread is damn good. It really is. The only the only thing that's weird about dread is I saw it in theaters the first time, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things where you could, like, only see it in 3D, 
and it went through it, and oh my god, it was so good. It was one of my best first states. We were both like, that was really fucking good. Oh my god, that was so fucking great. Yeah. We were both like, <laughs> hey, movie nerded out over for like right. an hour over coffee. It was fucking great. And, uh, and then I bought it, because it was so amazing, and I watched it at home, and some of the special effects without 3D are actually like, wow, this looks pretty cheesy. But those only appear mm. for like two seconds. Otherwise, its use of slow-mo is amazing. The music is yes. spectacular. Fuck, um, what's the actor's name? Remind me. Lena Headey. Yeah, well, Lena Headey yes. as, as the villain is amazing, but no, no, the guy who plays Dread. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Bor- uh, Faramir? No. No. Um, the dude that... Course, he's in so much. He's in so much. Uh, and he's so good. And you never see him because he never takes the helmet off. Yeah. No, 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 no. But he's obviously him. Uh, he was the lead in Doom. Um, okay, I'm looking this up because he does such a good job of it. He's the uh, he's when he's a New Zealander. He's usually around. Is he New Zealander? Is that one of the? He's that one yeah. of the helm the helms helms. Mm-hmm. He was the guy. He was the. It was the uh, first. Carl time. Urban. Yeah, Urban was in Dread, and yeah, like fans really want a sequel to that because that was one of these movies that they did not make for much money. They did not expect it to do well, but it turned it out didn't. to actually be a really good movie. It was, but it did not do well. Oh, he's Bones, yeah, yeah. It was a really good movie. Anyway, uh, crappy but good-looking Quantic Dream title from David Cage. <laughs> Heavy Rain has apparently in Lifetime sold three point or five point three million units worldwide. Wow. And you know what? Wow. McDonald's McDonald's is popular, too, so whatever. <laughs> uh, the original SteamWorld Dig will launch on Nintendo Switch on February 1st. Cool. I don't know why I would get that, because it's not like the story is super rich, and Dig 2 is better in every direction. But you like to have things. Not so much these days. Yeah, okay. I'd rather get snuggles need... from a cat. Mm. But I will buy... Darkest Dungeon on both platforms physically when it launches on Switch and PS4. That's like snuggles from a very angry cat. <laughs> a cat who knows my dark secrets. And <laughs> knows how to hurt you. Uh, in the story mode for the latest iteration of Street Fighter V, uh, what's the actual title, Chamberlain? Arcade Edition? Uh, arcade Edition. Uh, Sakura implied that she wants to have reused babies, and the internet freaked out. Okay, it's no, it's not. It, she was talking with it. him and kind of got it. embarrassed, no. and she was just talking about wanting to have children eventually. I read that. Why would she be having this conversation with Ryu when? Because you, Ryu you, is like her idol, and she's and he just made her. Th- Why am I defending this? You shit? walk up and we, you walk up to Ryu. You say politics. He goes training. You say beautiful stars tonight. He goes training. Training. Let's spar. <laughs> training. Yeah. Uh. At least they aged Sakura up a little bit, so it's not quite as creepy. Not How old creepy. is she in five now? Uh, she appears to be college age. Is she still wearing a Japanese uh, schoolgirl outfit? Uh, that's one of her alternates, yes. Oh, okay. But her main outfit uh, is what? Her main outfit's some other like like a like an arcade hype girl thing, I guess. I don't know what it is. It's got a, a dress that goes about to her knees, but is very flowy, and then some kind of like headset on for yelling into. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. She actually, honestly, she looks pretty good. Um, gameplay wise, I played through her her training mode stuff, and she's not bad. She's she's different enough from Ken and Ryu that it's okay that there's another Shoto. Yeah, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, is she available right now? Yeah, she oh, is. Cool. She's available right now, and I believe she's free for a little bit longer. Uh, they released AAE, and I think it was two or three weeks. She's going to be free. Do we? Uh, you don't have a release date for Blanky yet, do you? No, they haven't announced it yet. We know that he's second, but they've given no ideas on when they're coming out. But that can't be too far away, then. Well, it could be like three months, actually. 
It could be it could be a ways off, yeah, because they're going to milk the season out for the whole year. Uh, rumor has it Microsoft will return to the Fable license two years after closing Lionhead Studios. Why not? It, yeah, it's a license. I've always liked the look of it, the design of it. The game themselves haven't been that great. Well, the first two, I think, were fairly hyped. Before they lost their way, yeah. Fable yeah. 2 is probably the best of that kind of we genre, that series. Really wanted that dog. Hmm. <laughs> um, and Nintendo Switch's paid online service has now been pushed back to 2019, as Nintendo came to realize they have no idea how to handle online services. <laughs> oh, you skipped a piece of Nintendo news. Oh, uh... Oh, yeah, okay, that's actually probably the biggest <laughs> Nintendo news of the last week. Nintendo yeah. revealed Nintendo Labo. <laughs> yeah, with that cardboard bullshit. Yeah, what, what, no, no, see, this, we're all calling this bullshit. Like, you and you, I look at it, you look at it, Chamberlain looks at it, we all go, what the fuck? Yeah, that's stupid. Fuck? You did not invent magic cardboard. You gotta be <laughs> fucking kidding me, and you're charging 60 bucks for this? But here's the thing. Plus refills. <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Kids look at that, yeah, and know. they go, oh right. my god, Nintendo gets it. And I think this may, now this could be a Wonder Book situation, but it could also be a Nintendo really does get it situation. And so what they're selling is they're selling the games. The games come with cardboard. And the cardboard is like already like punctured into the patterns you'll need to assemble mm-hmm. whatever they want you to. But they also give you the patterns. So you could take any fucking piece of cardboard and turn it into a Nintendo Labo as long as you have the game to play it with. Um, this might be... Br- it's definitely not for me. I don't give a shit about this. This no, is so I dumb. I touch it either, yeah. But I think um, this could be brilliant. I will definitely give it points for originality. Definitely. I will also say that I bet your retailers hate it because of how big the packaging is going to yeah. be. That's going to take up a lot of shelf space. Yeah. I know it would have annoyed me back when I ran these stores. You want me to put this where? Fuck you. But, <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a lot of potential there. And but the thing is, I see a lot of potential for games that control very poorly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand how it works. I'm going to have to do a little research on there and see... How it knows, how the Joy-Cons know where they are, what's going on in there. I don't, I don't get it. There's got to be something I'm missing in there. I can't see it working that well because I've, I've twisted those Joy-Cons around and used the motion control and it really fucking sucks. Yeah. Those Joy-Cons yeah. have no idea where they are half the time. <laughs> so. And that's without that little IR thing that we had. That's right. kind of hone in on something. These are just like motion detection. That's all it is. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I know who that's for. Not us. <laughs> so alright oh wait a minute Twitter news from Twitter now what? news from Twitter important news oh oh oh, yep. oh. Uh, popular blogger Chance went 57 and 2 oh, in co-op over the weekend <laughs> it was so good uh, I have this clip they bring out a junk rat at the end of our attack push because they're like okay we gotta deal with this fucking tracer they bring out this junk rat the junk rat cannot stop me he can't stop me I'm tracer I am the tracer and on our defensive push um, I've got him in a small room so I get out of the small room because he's junk rat obviously he chases me out and um, oh no I was chasing his mercy yeah I was chasing his mercy he was bombing me from behind and fair was bombing me from behind I get my bead on mercy and I and I start emptying the clip, and I blink into her to heighten the damage and finish and finish her off. Uh, Farah rockets me, uh, Junkrat bombs me, so I rewind behind Farah, blink into Farah. She begins to rocket upward. I whip my point of view up to follow her, shoot her out of the sky. 
I'm going for the tracer, and then I hear fire in the hole! So I look around, Junkrat was right here, now I don't see him, he must be off this little cliff. I jump right in front of him as his rip tire goes past me, empty my clips into his head. The enemy tracer throws her pulse bomb, I come up right behind her and kill her. It was so good. This all happens over the course of like 10 seconds. Oh god. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that that's was fun. Right. It's all right. It was good for that, me. That was a that's fun journey. Yeah, that's, that's about all we got. We're 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 gonna call it a truncated episode this week. Oh, that character I was fighting was Urian, by the way. It's Urian, just kind of Urian. Came to oh, me. he's the Urian. naked guy, right? <clears throat> yeah, but the guy wasn't using the underwear. No. Why would you not? You have a character like Urian who will run around in speedos. Why would you not do it? I don't understand. Discomfort. Anyway. <clears throat> Someone Chafing. is not confident in there. That, that skin sexuality. makes me feel confusing things, and I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> if you're not feeling confusing things, then why am you're I asking for sexy bastion costumes? Come on. <laughs> All right, we're gonna call it an evening. Alex, get some rest, man. I'm on it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've reached the point where like I have I have like too much nervous energy. <laughs> Just lay off the coffee. Agreed. Yeah, I've drunk been drinking a lot of coffee, a lot of mm. Coke Zero. Yeah. Not good. Oh Not God, good that's for you. Just, Coke Zero is the grossest. Oh, I like it better than Diet Coke. Well, okay, I don't drink diet drinks of anything. I will drink full blown Coke or regular Mountain Dew. Thank you. Diet Dr Pepper is the best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Alex, yeah. thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Chance, you have sold me on a game again. That is what I do at my best. It is. So, thank you for talking. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Bye.